Let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us as we have put our trust in you. There's a huge wooden box in my childhood bedroom. Huge, like the size of two camp trunks. My dad made it for my younger sister, and my older sister painted on the top the verse we read today from the Gospel of Luke. For where your treasure lies, there will your heart be also. As I moved around the country in my 20s and 30s, I stored all the important things I wanted to preserve in this box. All my photo albums and scrapbooks, my ballet shoes and my soccer cleats, my favorite oversized sweater from the Limited in the mall, the necklace I bought with my first paycheck, the newspaper articles about my plays and my teams and my schools, the dress that I wore to my 16th birthday party, camp t-shirts and college essays, and my very best cowboy boots. I kept the letters that my parents gave me on important occasions, my senior thesis from college bound in leather, and a picture of my two grandmothers as we sat by the sea, all the things I treasured from a childhood that was charmed I took great comfort in knowing that everything I loved was safe inside that box, in my parents' home, a place that would never change, which 30 years later I now realize is completely ridiculous. I've seen a building crumble with my friends inside. I've walked through disease and division and despair with people I love. I've buried those two grandmothers. And when you've lost things of great value, people, a dream, a job, a home, a pet, well, the word treasure gets redefined. I know now that boxes hold memorabilia, not memories. Boxes hold Remembrances, not relationships. Boxes hold stuff and not salvation. What I treasure now is no longer the thing the world defines it as. A treasure is now what God defines treasure as. I know now that the things of this world, they pass away then I must trust that Jesus' words to the disciples from today's gospel are words to me today. I know now that I must turn my attention from the things of this world to God's new world order, where treasures are not things that moths can destroy or thieves can steal, but things that God gives freely and without condition. I know now that God's treasures cannot be confined to a box. Boxes of stuff, or bank accounts full of cash, or bundles of worldly possessions only give us a false sense of security. 
a false sense of permanence, a false sense of assurance. Stockpiling stuff that we think is important and preserving it for posterity, it never brings real joy. It only weighs us down with a big old box in our parents' house, which will eventually annoy them. Am I right? It's not that those experiences and those objects that represent them aren't important. Many of them made me who I am. It's just that the things in that box aren't what hold value to me anymore. And they don't lead my heart into the heart of God. When we put our treasures in a box and our heart follows our treasures, our hearts live in a box. And a box, my friends, is no place for a heart to live, especially a heart transformed by the life of Christ, especially a heart that is committed to the kingdom of God coming now. We are called by our faith to learn to treasure what God treasures, kingdom life, a life of love and peace and community and church and relationships and vocation and living into it and sustaining the sacramental life that leads to salvation. Real treasures are not the things of this world, not things that have market value, not even things that can be destroyed by death, not things that can be robbed of their joy by anything or anyone or any amount of time. Jesus reminds us today that a life of discipleship teaches us that fire refines and not consumes, that grief is just the other side of love, that things that die are born again, always and every day. Jesus came to teach the disciples and you and me in this gospel lesson to set our eyes upon kingdom things with this awesome promise that when we do, the kingdom will come to us. Jesus reminds the disciples then and his disciples today that we should put no stock, none, in possessions, or property, or privilege, or power, but to treasure the things of another world, God's world, and this kingdom that has already come to each of us, and that we already have everything we need. We've already inherited this kingdom that could sustain us. I mean, do you hear this? Jesus tells the disciples that the character of God is to provide all that people really need. And that is a great release <laughs> to all of us that live into some crazy theology of scarcity. Jesus has to tell them and us, be not afraid, little flock, for it is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do not be afraid. 
Do not be afraid. Do not hide your fear in a treasure chest. For God is generous. God's desire is to provide all for all. God's design is total and complete human flourishing for everyone, for now and eternity. Now that is a God I can follow. Despite what the news or my mixed up thoughts or the preacher on the Capitol steps with his signs of damnation profess. It is God's good pleasure, God's intention, God's plan, God's delight to give us the kingdom. Jesus promises his disciples that if we live into this new world order, we will no longer need the things of this world, the things that pass away, and that this life of discipleship will lead the heart to God's treasures, to equality and justice and generosity and living a life to which you've been called. Things that Jesus says are actually tangible for us in this kingdom. And, and since this is so, then disciples of Christ, we can resist the seduction of wealth. We can let go of our worldly anxieties. We can share everything we have with others. We can welcome the stranger and give away our stuff and begin to live into a th theology of subsistence and not scarcity. In the kingdom of God, the one which we've already been given, we have everything we need. We just got to be kingdom dwellers. We just got to be people who set our hearts on deliverance and train our will to want what God wants. We won't need to hoard or squander or stockpile anymore. When we make our treasure the kingdom of God, our hearts follow and we move into the heart of God. Here's the thing about that verse on the top of my treasure chest. For as many years as I've looked at it, I'm not sure I really got it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been shoving worldly possessions in it or storing up things that were self-aggrandizing, or hoping that this box would somehow be evidence of my success, or remind me of how good things were, or immortalize me for those who came after. It's only been years of discipleship that God got it through my thick skull. I can do the math now. I, I can see that that phrase, for where your treasure lies, there will your heart be also. It's a mantra for life. It's this training tool for discipleship. It's a way to be transformed into a kingdom dweller. It means that if we want our cold, embittered hearts to move, we have to change what we treasure. And that is the only way our stubborn wills can be overruled. 
maybe you already got that math, but do you see that? Do you see that if we want our hearts to go somewhere different, we have to put our treasure in the kingdom of God and not the things of this big old broken world? I mean, you know this. You, you know the way of the human will. We are attentive to where we put our resources. And we put our energy into the places where we've invested. And no surprise, our hearts follow our treasures, what we have deemed valuable. It's true about our money, our careers, our kids, our social status. Our hearts follow where we cast our lots. Our eyes always stay on our investments. So if we want our hearts to go to kingdom building, we better put our time and our talents and our treasures there. For where our treasure lies, there will our heart be also. Treasure justice will then show up at the polls. Treasure equality will then give up some of your power. Treasure peace, then lay down your swords. Treasure love, then let go of some of the hate. Treasure the kingdom of God, then put your efforts into building it. If we treasure the kingdom and commit all we have to its coming, then our hearts will follow and we will know its joy. The gospel good news today is that if we do, we will end up in the kingdom. For where your treasure lies, there will your heart be also. As much as today's gospel is about moving our hearts, it's also about vocation. What is the vocation that God has gifted you, you, to bring about the kingdom in your time? If it's education you treasure, well then double down. Just don't forget those who won't get the same one you and your children get. Because living into the kingdom treasure means investing in those who need education the most. If it's family, double down. Just don't forget those who have lost theirs or who never got one. Because living into the kingdom treasure means opening your doors to the stranger and welcoming them in. If it's food, remember those who are hungry and the, har and the farmers who harvest their fields and the soil that is malnourished. If it's nature, give to preserve the land and the waters that feed them and the bees on which we depend. If it's music, sing loudly and support the arts and make sure that it is accessible to all. And if it's church, and dear God, I pray that it is church. Commit to it, attend it, support it, learn from it, shape it and sustain it so that it can bring love to your heart and life to the world and the coming of God's kingdom. 
This week, I invite you to test Jesus' theory. Pick one thing you treasure, preferably a thing that God treasures, and set your intention on that. Double down on your commitment to it. Give your whole attention to it. Your time, your resources, and yes, friends, even your money. See if your heart is more attentive to it by the end of the week. See if that attentiveness leads you to cultivate it. See if cultivating it bears fruit. And see if you can share that fruit with someone for just a week. Follow God's, Jesus' call to train your minds to treasure the kingdom. And then watch and wonder as your heart turns towards it. Live like a kingdom dweller, giving without expecting to see a return, setting your hearts on things that are not of this world, because it is then that you will know the treasures of the kingdom of God. Maybe a week turns into a month or a year, or a lifetime. But you will catch a glimpse of the kingdom. And it is the kingdom of God that is God's good pleasure to give you. There's a treasure trove there that moths cannot destroy and thieves cannot steal. It's a treasure that transforms your heart and the heart of the world. It's a treasure bigger than anything you could ever imagine. It's a treasure so big, it will never ever fit into a box in your parents' house. Let it be so. Amen.